Aloha, and welcome to the show. The 692nd Podcast is a platform for developing and connecting with our airmen across the island and those now serving on the mainland. Tune in for episodes where we talk all things leadership and personal development while getting a glimpse into the lives of the people moving our missions forward. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Derek Addison, and this is the 692nd Podcast. Welcome knights, tigers, hawks, warriors, and krakens to this episode and teaching moment. I'd like to discuss the idea of planning your day the night before and why this will benefit you and the mission as a whole. My quote for this teaching moment comes from Benjamin Franklin. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. productive day doesn't just happen. You have to prepare for it. One of the key aspects of that plan is ensuring that we are getting adequate sleep between our productive days. A recent discussion with a team of scientists studying the one in three or cryptologic language analyst career field brought up a key term currently being studied across the world, strategic sleep. The relationship between sleep and productivity cannot be understated and is visible across career fields. A 2011 Harvard University study found that insufficient sleep accounted for 11.3 days of productivity lost each year for the average worker. We are anything but average, and our jobs are dependent on us being mentally able to tackle the challenges of the day. We are also in jobs where when we are in uniform, we can't allow for one of those 11.3 days to be the day we are needed to make a call out or send up a time-sensitive report due to political unrest or acts of war. Most of us feel like we are productive. We hit our marks on timelines. We knock out the bean counting. We volunteer our time to board the annual awards packages. And we find time to be the superhero with our kids. I'm making an assumption, but I feel that people don't think that they have the 15 minutes it may take to plan out their day, especially the night before when they are tired, maybe even exhausted from the day that they've had. I will say this from personal experience, planning your day will not only give you those 15 minutes back plus more, but it will also lower stress levels and allow you to attack your day much more strategically. Let's start with a plan. With a plan, you have the guidelines in which you can assure yourself you know what needs to be done. When we don't have plans, we tend to lean towards the easiest and maybe simplest task. These are the items that we do to get that hit of dopamine as we check off things in our brain or our planners as done, but avoid the items that probably are more important and possibly harder to finish. Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog discusses examples of why knocking out the worst thing in the beginning of your day can set you up for success throughout the remaining hours. I believe the actual quote is attributed to Mark Twain, who said if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, then you can go through your day knowing that that is probably the worst thing that's going to happen to you all day. So bottom line, make a plan, stick to it, and if you have to deviate from it, have a solid reason why. Another reason why the plan is so crucial, decision fatigue. Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, and Albert Einstein all made similar discoveries. 
The more decisions they had to make throughout the day, the worse their decision-making abilities became. Choosing what to wear, if you were like my youngest daughter, could take upwards of 300 decisions. Between skirts, leggings, pants, shorts, colors of the shirt you were matching with, and let's not even start to discuss the accessories that each outfit could possibly be paired with. Having to make so many choices throughout the day reduces the amount of mental resources that are available and lessens the capabilities of your executive cognition. Most people don't realize the amount of decisions our brains make on a daily basis as they tend to only recognize big decisions as mentally exhausting or draining. In actuality, multiple low-level decisions continuously pile up on the day and cause you to slip on your priority tasks that should be allotted the bulk of your mental resources. It is estimated the average adult makes over 70,000 decisions per day. So hopefully you understand the need for the plan, but why the emphasis on making that plan the night before? What is wrong with making the plan the morning of? Shouldn't I wait to make the plan to know the full extent of my day? The answer to all of these is fairly simple and can be a huge advantage. You want to make sure that you have the future you commit to the things that the present you doesn't want to. When you make the plan the night before, you have no idea what kind of sleep you're going to have. You don't know what your email will look like and none of that will matter. You have your priority list and when you wake up, you need to start knocking off the items in priority order. If all of your projects are of equal priority to both you and your boss, then do the hardest and ugliest task first. Knock out the frog and get your day moving in the right direction. When this happens, you won't let your present self add in all the subconscious excuses of why not to add the hard stuff to the list for that day. Present Derek is always weak and lacking willpower. David Allen, author of Getting Things Done, says that most people operate in a constant state of emergency scan modality, meaning when you don't have a plan for the day, the day will dictate how you are going to operate. This is a reactive way to work, and we'd always prefer to be proactive versus reactive. Another key feature of writing down things the night before is to get them out of your head so that you can get that all-important rest. Yes, we're back on the strategic sleep again. Have you laid down to go to sleep and couldn't turn your brain off? David Allen also makes the assertion that our brains are good for having ideas, not storing them. When you can't turn off your brain, it's because your subconscious is afraid that you're going to forget something important. All of those things that are running through your brain at 100 miles an hour are the items that your brain knows that you don't have a solid footing on what to do with and are likely to forget. So it is dumping everything into your executive function so that you'll hopefully dream about all the work you need to do, reinforcing them so that you don't forget about them the next day. This doesn't sound like strategic sleep to me. In fact, it doesn't sound like you're going to be getting much rest at all. Writing things down for the next day is a simple way to alleviate your brain from the 30-minute freakout session of don't forget to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, and after you do that meeting, you're going to have another meeting where you need to ask Master and Snuffy about current COVID restrictions for your family's visit in April. But also, remember, Master and Snuffy is going to ask you about Staff Sergeant Smith's EPR since it's due the same time yours is, which reminds you that you need to get your bullets squared away and you need to ask Staff Sergeant Select Smith what times worked best for him to do a feedback session because the midterm was due last week and our schedule didn't allow for overlap. Does this sound like a familiar rabbit hole? The first step is to wrap up the day. I believe it's James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, that has a daily routine as he logs off at the end of work, physically stating, shut down, as this has an effect of turning his brain off from work. 
You don't need to be this level of nerd, but you can think of it like the Marauders map in Harry Potter. After you're done with the map, you tap the map with your wand and say Mischief Manage, and it clears away. The next step, you're going to write down your three to five most important tasks. These could be the most important to you, but you should probably think what three to five tasks are more important to your boss. If those are the same things, even better. Limiting yourself to three to five main items keeps you focused on the things that are really important. I don't know if I've ever had a day where I only needed to accomplish three to five tasks, but keeping things in a perspective that doesn't overwhelm your brain is never a bad idea. Let's try making the plan tonight. Try it out once and see how it works for you. Before you go to bed tonight, take a look at your calendar and see what time blocks you have open. If you have meetings all day, you know that you will need to pack a lunch, if you don't already do this, so that you're not starving and go to the snack bar at the first chance. I know, already solving the hunger pangs for you. This planning thing has some perks. For the days that you have openings from WebEx or other meetings, write down your tasks or items that you need to take care of and see where you can accomplish them. If you have an hour between 9 and 10 a.m., maybe knock out a big task that is going to need some brain power since the majority of the planet is the most productive between the hours of 8 and 11 a.m. And yes, that includes the so-called night owls. It's the time when we're most alert and have the most willpower available to us. You can take advantage of this physical and mental readiness by preparing your day the night before and by having a solid morning ritual or routine. Let's be intentional about how we spend the first few hours of the super productive time. Pick your froggiest task and knock that out. I always recommend keeping your inbox in check so you never come into 50 plus unread emails. If you can accomplish inbox zero on a daily basis, then task management and proper planning shouldn't be too far of a stretch for you. If you have no idea how to get to inbox zero outside of select all, delete, then please come see me and we can discuss how awesome your email inbox can look. When you're creating this plan, think to yourself, what is the most important item on my list? What has a deadline that is the closest? Where do I see the most potential in my schedule to accomplish the most? Add these items to your schedule and make a concerted effort to stick to this. Dwight Eisenhower said that planning was everything, but plans are useless. Could you tell he experienced military life? Military life will never let anything run smoothly without throwing a wrench in the plan at least three times. This plan was the best you could do with the information you had at the time. As things inevitably come up, don't panic. Just move things around strategically so that you are still able to accomplish the items that need to be done. We can always come up with excuses as to why we can't do something, but we need to get just as creative in finding ways to accomplish the things that we can do. If on the next day you don't have a much clearer vision of the tasks that are plaguing your day, you did it wrong. No, but seriously, try it out. If it works for you, try it for another night. Then try it for a week and then another. Soon enough, it will be a built habit that adds hours to your productivity each month. There are several other items that we can add to this to make you much more successful and possibly even more productive, such as the Pomodoro technique or time blocking, also known as chunking your time. These will be discussed in future Teaching Moment episodes on the podcast, so make sure that you stay tuned for those if you think that you or someone you work with or for can benefit from them. I would like to add this bit of caution. As more and more people start seeing you being so productive, they will feel the urge to add more to your plate. Be open and honest with the amount of work that you have so that your boss knows when the level is too high and will cause the quality of your work to diminish. 
However, you might also find that those extra minutes to be a nice time to get out from behind your desk and talk with your subordinates or even take a nice walk outside to get some vitamin D. As the work areas we are relegated to don't always provide us with enough time for restful breaks. Hopefully you found this teaching moment useful. If you have any questions or comments regarding the information presented, please leave me a message on the Facebook page, Mattermost, or send me an email on Nipper or Gmail. I want to make sure that each item is specifically designed for our airmen and the feedback will only improve the content presented. have any ideas recommendations for future podcast shows or guests that you'd like to hear from let us know by going to any of the socially acceptable means of communication leave us a comment facebook url is facebook.com forward slash group forward slash 692 d podcast the email is simply 692 d podcast at gmail.com and you can always leave us a message on the mattermost channel if you can't get to any of those send me an email at derek.addison at us.af.mil and i'll respond as soon as possible That's the show for today. So for now, aloha, take care of yourself. And if you can, take care of someone else too.